Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What a picture-perfect day to have on our guy Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com on the DNM leasing hotline on the home of America's team with all the news breaking. Yesterday, it was Pete Carroll, then Nick Saban stepping away, and this morning, Bill Belichick and the Patriots are going to part ways after 24 seasons. Let's talk about it with the author, by the way, of Father of Mine. We've talked about it before. It's a mob novel, Father of Mine, available on Amazon for ebook at only $3.99. Good morning, Mike. You been busy? A little busy. You know, I think we're going to look back on this week as one of the most impactful, memorable, and historic that we've ever seen. With all these big-name coaches, Mount Rushmore-type figures in the profession, available, retiring, fired, whatever, so many vacancies, so much activity, so many moving parts, and still there might be more. There might be more. You know, some people think Mike Tomlin might decide he's had enough in Pittsburgh. I think we should all be keeping an eye on the possibility of Andy Reid retiring in Kansas City when their playoff runs over. The Buccaneers could move on from Todd Bowles if they lose on Monday night. Nick Sirianni seems to be in quicksand, and if they want to upgrade, there's plenty of guys out there that they could hire in this cycle. So it's been crazy, and it could get even crazier. Where do you think Belichick ends up, or who do you think is really interested in him? Well, we've seen multiple references to the Falcons. I was told over the weekend that Josh Harris, the commander's owner, is enamored with the idea of Belichick being the coach of the team. Now, Harris is setting up this committee approach that might make it difficult to come to that conclusion, especially if Belichick wants power over personnel and they want to have a bunch of different people. And if you've got like the owners seem to be more involved there, the limited partners who in other teams, you know, yeah, they own a little piece of the team, but they really don't have a voice. Magic Johnson has 4% of the team and it seems like he's got a lot more than 4% of the voice. And I just don't know that that's a place where Belichick would actually want to go. And what I said on halftime of the Bills-Dolphins game Sunday night NBC, I think this is very important. And we've talked about this before. Don't get caught up in all the non-playoff teams that are out there with vacancies. There are 14 teams left. 13 of them will eventually lose. And all it takes is one of them to say, we've got everything we need except a high-end coach. And you know the old Bill Parcells saying, if you want me to cook the meal, let me shop for the groceries. If you could give Bill Belichick a fully stocked kitchen with gourmet options, Hmm. 
you don't you don't need to shop for the groceries. The groceries have been bought. All you got to do is cook the meal. I was not buying. I went back and listened to him in the presser say, oh, he's even willing to cede personnel control. I thought that was just a company line. I'll do whatever it helps, you know, whatever it takes to have the Patriots win. Did you buy it? And what do you think is more important for Bill with the next stop, personnel or quarterback? Well, you got to have a quarterback if you want to compete. Now, it can't be all about the quarterback. It can't be. Only the quarterback. And look at the teams that get it skewed where it's all about the quarterback and there isn't enough help around the quarterback. you got to have a team. And from that team emerged Tom Brady. The second run of the dynasty, it was more about Brady and it was more skewed to the offense. But I think he just wants as much as he can get. He wants the best possible team. That's why there are so many people, and this was quiet a few weeks ago and it's getting louder, more and more people are on to it. Jerry Jones added some fuel to it. I heard him on your show Tuesday trying to blame the media for mischaracterizing the words that came out of his mouth. Man. That's not a us problem, Jerry. That's a you problem. Thank you. I know you can't say that, but I can. But, <laughs> I did yesterday. <laughs> you know, but, but, but look, well, you can't say it when he's on. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can wait till he hangs up. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, but it just makes too much sense. If Mike McCarthy makes the kind of boneheaded mistake that we saw the week 17 game, Saturday night, throwing the ball on second and 15, giving the Lions enough time to drive down the field and score the touchdown that would have won the game, but for the whole two-point conversion fiasco. That's the kind of thing that if he does it in the playoffs and they lose, he's done, quite possibly. Based upon what Jerry said and based upon the availability of Bill Belichick, it's quite possibly going to be the end for Mike McCarthy because there is a clear opportunity to upgrade to a guy that can give Jerry what he's been chasing since 1995. All right, let's get into this now. Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com, had the column yesterday, a Jerry Jones-Bill Belichick partnership is not as crazy as it sounds, and I'll needle Mike, and I'll be texting him back and forth. No chance, not happening. Then Peter King, your colleague, comes out and suggests the same thing. Here's Here's my counter to what you've been writing and saying with Belichick's effusive praise of the Cowboys and the Joneses. He does that with every team every week in a preview in his press conference. This is the greatest defense. This is the greatest player. He praises everyone through the roof. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. You're wrong. I read all of his press conferences. Most of them are grunts and farts and belches. Okay? (laughs) He goes on and on. Every time it's time to play the Cowboys, he goes on and on about how much respect he has for Steven and Jerry. On and on. Did it in 23 when they played. Did it in 2019 when they played. And when he did it this year, people in New England in the building noticed. They noticed it. It was conspicuous. Mm. So people there think he's going to go to Dallas if McCarthy doesn't last. And, you know, the lazy take that I hear from so many people, and I don't want to say it's lazy. It's just kind of misinformed because you don't follow it closely enough. The obvious take is they would never get along because Bill would want to run everything, and Jerry's not going to give up being the GM. When you see the things that Belichick says, it's clear he's fine with them being the ones that set the table. He respects what they've done in personnel. He respects what they've built. It makes When you see what he said, it makes it more likely, not less likely, that they would all get together and they would find a way to get it done. And the fact that Bill Parcells, Went there at one point. I mean, there's some deep-seated stuff between Parcells and Belichick, and Parcells didn't succeed ultimately. I mean, he was okay, but yeah. they never went to a conference championship game. If Belichick could do 
in Dallas, what Parcells failed to do, like he did in New England, what Parcells failed to do. That's another big feather in Bill Belichick's cap. So there's a lot of reasons to take this seriously. Here's a local tie-in that the national people, you know, may not know. You'll you'll know it, but I don't know how many people on the networks. Belichick coming here may cost them Will McClay. And they they treat and I think view Will like a family member. How much of an impediment do you think that would be? Or Bill would want to work with Will McClay. I don't know if it would be vice versa, given Belichick's personnel history, whether Will and his scouting department would want to work with them. Well, I, I think that this is the perfect opportunity for Bill Belichick to slip out of the I have to run everything mode and just coach the team. When there's a structure that's already in place, that supplies him with personnel. If he can just spend all of his efforts and energies, game planning, breaking down film, you know, he's still one of the best who have ever done it at X's and O's and game day coaching. It's one of the reasons why it's not easy for the Patriots to move on from him. What he does well, he does incredibly well. It has just gotten to the point where the weaknesses were glaring. They were getting worse. You know, the innovations, resistance to change, staff too small, doesn't trust enough, enough people, that, that, that dragged them down. And the thing that I think really poisoned the relationship was the decision to make Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator last year when he'd been a defensive coach all of his career. That was a mistake, and I think everyone saw it going in, and it blew up in Belichick's face, and that, I think, was the, the thing that made this year inevitable And if you can just take all that stuff off the table and let him coach, if you give him a good team and let him coach, he could probably coach them better than anyone else and take them farther. If I was a Cowboys fan, I would be very excited about the possibility of getting Bill Belichick. And that's not something against Mike McCarthy. I mean, it's kind of like we got the best of both worlds here. Let's see how the Super Bowl potential run goes. Let's see how far we go into the postseason. And if it fails, then maybe next year it's Bill Belichick. Mike Florio, Pro Bowl Talk, join us here, 105 through the fan. And you don't have to deal anything now to get him, right? No, you just there's no no compensation. Yeah. Um why is why did Seattle want Carroll out? Well, I I think that, and if you listen to the press conference and read between the lines, you know, I don't know that John Schneider staged the coup. I just think that ownership decided it was time to pivot away from Carroll and let Schneider kind of run the football operation and be the one to go out and hire a new coach. And the big takeaway for me from this is Jody Allen, who inherited the team from her brother Paul and is supposed to sell it at some point and donate the proceeds to charity, I don't think she's selling anytime soon. And there's no specific deadline by which she has to sell. I just thought they'd ride it out with Pete Carroll until they sold the team. Because good luck finding a great coach to come take that job if you're going to sell in the next year or two, which, which is theoretically possible. Once we get past May of this year, it's theoretically possible to sell the team because they wouldn't have to give 10% of the proceeds to the state of Washington. Well, if I'm a good coach, I don't want to go into a spot where I get Ron Rivera. We saw it happen to him twice in Washington and in Carolina before that. I want to know that ownership is going to be the same for five, seven, 10 years. And this tells me that ownership isn't changing and they're going to be able to go out and they've got the money to spend going to be very interesting to see what they want in a coach and who they're able to get. But that's a great place with winning tradition, Super Bowl trophy, incredible fan support, 
and, and a pretty good roster, even though they didn't make the playoffs this year, they almost did. And uh, you know, they're, they're in a position where I think they're attracted to some of these coaches who have options. You got coaches who have options and you have coaches who don't have options. You always want to hire a coach who has options. So Quinn shortlist favorite. Is that how, how do you see that happening? I don't know. Look, one of the things about a guy who becomes a general manager who's fully in charge, John Schneider has been around the league for 20 plus years. He's been carrying around a list and compiling a list because they don't just scout players. They scout coaches. He's got a list of the coaches he would want to work with if, and when he's got the power to hire a coach and he doesn't advertise that list. He doesn't post it on social media, but he knows what he wants. He knows who he wants. And a lot of times what we see when a team fires its coach, they look for somebody who's the exact opposite. So tenured former head coach, they've done that a couple of times. They've done that three straight times with Mike Holmgren and then Jim Mora, the younger, and then, and then uh, Pete Carroll. There may be a coordinator out there that John Schneider has a high opinion of that he believes based on everything he's seen during his time in the NFL, this is somebody who can step into the job of head coach, which is fundamentally different, different skill sets different communication requirements, different relationship requirements, different everything. But he may have gleaned something from one of these coordinators that he says, this guy's a potential star. This is my next coach. And that's the guy that he goes and gets. So I think, you know, there's the question of who would want that job. But the first question is, who does John Schneider have on that list that he's put together while he scouted coaches at the same time he was scouting players? What openings are you the most sure of with the next fit, if any? What do you mean? Like the openings? Do you do you tie a name to it where you're like, this is definitely happening? Oh, like no, everyone's no, saying no, 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 Vrabel, no. New England? No, 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 no. Because there may be more openings. That's why I was confused by the question. Because there are other jobs that may come open. We got 25% of the league currently in play. <laughs> you know, there's, there's the chatter that maybe Mike Tomlin's done in Pittsburgh. Not because they would fire him but because he would walk. Now, I reported a few weeks ago the Steelers had gotten no indication whatsoever that he was unhappy or thinking about leaving. But both Schefter and Glazer dropped just a big enough of a turd in the punch bowl over the weekend to open the door to the possibility of Tomlin walking away. And then, hey, Andy Reid, don't be surprised if he retires after the Chiefs finish their playoff run. And the deeper he goes, the more likely he walks. Don't be surprised. Not saying it's happening. Just don't be surprised. That opens another job. Chiefs pretty damn attractive because only one team's got Patrick Mahomes. Mike Vrabel, who played for the Chiefs for a couple of years, I don't know. If I got to choose between the Chiefs and the Patriots, I'm choosing the Chiefs right now. And if I got to choose between the Chiefs or the Patriots and the Steelers, excuse me, because Vrabel was drafted by the Steelers. Vrabel's the perfect Steelers coach. If Mike Tomlin goes, Vrabel is the perfect no-brainer Steelers coach, and he would never be fired by the Steelers. He's 48. He would finish his coaching career with the Steelers because they just don't fire anybody, and he'd be good enough that they wouldn't have to fire him. So, so yeah, I mean, the obvious link is Vrabel to the Patriots. That assumes some of these other openings become or don't become openings. There's still more. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if they, if they don't have a great showing on Monday night against the Eagles, Todd Bowles could be out. And we know from history that the Glazers love to chase big names. So we may just be getting started here. I mean, it's been seismic the past day with Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, and Bill Belichick. There may be more. Mike Florio, who has a better chance of coaching in the NFL to start next season? Nick Sirianni, an NFL team, Sirianni or Jim Harbaugh? Oh, wow. 
Well, I mean, this is the year for Harbaugh to come back. I'd say Harbaugh. I'd say Harbaugh. Because with Sirianni, you know, one in five down the stretch, if they don't win on Monday night and there's options out there now to upgrade. See, that's the thing. If you're a coach who's kind of, you know, close and they're not really sure and maybe we'll see what happens next year. Well, next year there isn't going to be Mike Vrabel and Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh and, you know, the rising coordinators like Ben Johnson. So I think it's a little tenuous for Sirianni on Monday, and he's almost seemed like hostage video uh, in, in his press conferences, at least the ones I've seen recently. Like, it's, it's just – it's falling apart and they can't put it back together. And it wouldn't shock me, especially if they lose on Monday night, if, if a decision is made to see who else they could get with all these big names out there. So I think Harbaugh's – it's just a question of which team Harbaugh's going to coach. There's nothing more for him to do at the college level. He's been evasive about the possibility. If he was staying at Michigan, we would know it right now. And unless they're going to pay him $20 million a year – I think he's jumping to the NFL. Father of Mine is the mob novel for only $3.99 on Amazon for ebook. It's from Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com, the website that has all the latest news, and it is nonstop right now. Silly season has begun. Thank you. Not enough time. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Mike Florio, DNM Leasing Hotline. Who got destroyed more yesterday? Bobby Belton Therapy or Jason Whitlock by Stephen A. Next. <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think we got to carry over the commercial break. Sean, RJ, and Bobby after Mike Florio. And look, I know it gets people worked up. Florio gets people worked up. Talking about Mike McCarthy's job status. What if? Uh, It is amazing, though, how many people don't want the possibility of Bill Belichick. What are you making of what Mike is kind of doubling and tripling down on? Um, because he brought this up to us a couple times ago. I was like, okay, whatever. And then he wrote about it again. And then Peter King talked about it. And I texted Florio and he's like, see, you see, it's a, it's a possibility. And I'm like, it's not happening, especially with some of the things that you hear behind the scenes. But this, I feel comfortable in saying is fact. Mike Florio 
no doubt about it, has heard from people within the Patriots organization that think that Belichick could end up here. That is a fact that he has heard that from people in Foxborough. By the way, the breaking news this morning, Bill Belichick is leaving the Patriots. Look, I, I think it's fun to talk about. I think, yes, Bill, I'm sure, has some kind of reverence for um, the stage, the Cowboys, all that stuff. But I, I still don't think the job is in play. Um, like, Mike is in the business of of pushing rumors. Like, that's his job. Mm-hmm. He's in the business of getting clicks. There's no better way to get clicks than... This is not just Mike. This is anybody. This is anybody in the media. It's it's to generate content based off of the most popular things in the world, and that's in part the Dallas Cowboys. I, I don't think this job is in play. Now they get they get beat by twenty by Green Bay. All right, different story. Yeah, but what did they get beat by twenty in the second round? I, I mean, I, well, they're not going to get beat by twenty, but like even still, like they're getting beat by a. Um, what do they? What do they lose by ten in the second round? All right. Let's just say they. Let's just say they lose. Yeah, they lose in the second round. Yeah, right? they lose to either a, um, a team that just played you to a tie game two weeks prior, Detroit, or a team that won the Super Bowl two years ago, that has arguably a better quarterback, ar- arguably a Hall of Fame quarterback. And, and I think our, they've gone seven and one in the last eight. Yeah, who's seven? Yeah, seven of one of seven eight would have won eight of nine at that point. The Ravens, I and, mean, and their long the, losses to the Ravens in overtime. They should have won. So they should have won nine in a row. Who's got a coach that everybody thinks is the is is a top, what four or five coach in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that you could have a conversation about that. Sure, I, I just like I don't think it's plausible that they lose these next two games. I which is crazy to say. For a team that has done nothing but disappoint us over 30 years. Yeah, for all this talk, by the way, I know I went on a little rant yesterday. I still tweeted after the show. The Dallas Cowboys are going to the NFC Championship game. We're just covering the other side of the what if. I know some of you numbskulls think that you're putting on shoulder pads Sunday, but we actually have to cover that, the what if possibility. It's interesting conversation, and I think it is a possibility, and if you're mad at us, get mad at Jerry Jones. He's the one who left it out there. But the Dallas Cowboys are going to the NFC Championship game. Just for any of you who think that we're predicting doom and gloom, they're going to San Francisco. Uh, there is a textbook. textbook they, can't, they won't even play LA in the second round. They would play either the Ram, the Lions or the Eagles. That's it. They can't play the or Rams. Or the Buccaneers. Or the Buccaneers. Yeah, they can't play the Rams in the second round because they would... The Rams would go to, to San Francisco. The Rams, Fran. by default, would have to be the lowest seed right, remaining. Right, yeah. Because so, you beat the Packers. Yeah, so if you lose to Tampa, different story. Right? They're, they're a bad team. It's a bad team. What do you make of it, what Florio said, Bob? So this is the the one... Continues to say. Here's the, the side of this that I keep thinking. Obviously, the pull from the Cowboys' side makes sense. Like, like in terms of if their job, if they became disappointed and they felt like they were close and they could get pushed over the edge with a Hall of Fame difference-making head coach... I, I can absolutely see a scenario where the Cowboys would think of that and go like, oh, that would be interesting that we, we got a shot at that. It's the other side of it that I try to look at and I go, what what's Belichick's angle here? Why would this be his draw? And, and I mean, obviously there's a lot here. Dak's a, a, an established quarterback. You got a lot of talent here. But 
do, how much of an ego do you think Bill Belichick has? I mean, we assume that because he's so successful, he's probably got a sizable woman, but I don't know. Does he have, do you think of him know. as being an ego-driven guy? I don't know. I think he is just because of how he's done the, the player personnel and the fights he's had with Brady and others and stuff like that. To me, I think that where better to make a statement that I can I can one-up what Tom did and went going to Tampa. Where better to make a statement than I can pull the Cowboys out of a 30-year drought? And so I could see that as a pull for him. It's just like from the narratives that you think of with the Cowboys job, it would be the total opposite that a guy like Bill Belichick Mike Tomlin would want to walk into like the really, really like serious Hall of Fame type established mm-hmm. guys. They don't want to come to the circus. This is too, way too much of a circus. And now Mike Florio is like flipping me on my head, reassessing. And what is on Belichick's checklist? What, what's the what's the one, two, three on his checklist? I know Chop and I would say it's the quarterback, but where in order is quarterback, personnel, ownership? Is a rebuild, you know, if I give you all the personnel control in the world, I'm, I'm the commanders. I give you the number two pick in all the personnel versus the Cowboys, and I give you Dak Prescott and maybe Will McClay or Steven Jones, which one would Bill Belichick prefer? We don't know. That's yeah, what makes know. it, part, you know, in part fascinating. You want the control and no QB? Are you fine with no control and the QB? Are the scouting department, the ownership? You know, like... We're talking about Dan Quinn to Seattle just because of the general manager. He doesn't right. have a Super Bowl quarterback. You got a nice quarterback in Geno. Different fits for everyone, right? Different d- different things on yeah, the wish list. Yeah, I mean, like when he went to New England, he had it was a different time. He wasn't Bill Belichick yet. He was, but he wasn't. Uh, he had a little bit of history with the organization, but you know, also he had both control and quarterback because they had led Bledsoe. When he went there, they had Drew Bledsoe, who was entering the, who was in the prime of his career, uh, and that didn't last. But like they, he had both quarterback and control when he went there. Yeah, and then this Jerry relinquishing spotlight, and you've run down Jerry's history of paying coaches or lack thereof. Right. Uh, Jerry does not like to pay coaches. I mean, Mike McCarthy. If you go look. And this was like so. Like last year, I looked at this. Mike was making like four, four and change. Maybe this two years ago. And he's got, you know, his money has gone up incrementally. But he was getting paid at the time the same as the University of Missouri head football coach. It's four million bucks. In the grand scheme of things, when, you know, Bill Belichick's making around, they they, they guess, they don't know, 25 million. And Sean Payton's making 18. And Sean McVay's making 15. And Pete Carroll's up there. You know, Jerry is paying his coaches a third of the guys who are number five. Here's what I'm going to guess. I'm guessing that Florio's hearing this from New England. I don't know that he's hearing any of this from Dallas, though. And obviously, that's very, very important. Who cares what people in Foxborough think? What do the Joneses think? How? What does Will McClay think of that potential fit? So, that was Mike Florio on with us. ProFootballTalk.com at 8 o'clock. All right, the thing I was... Looking forward to the most. Man, what an amazing day yesterday was with all the news. But then Stephen A. Smith was teasing. And part of me doesn't even want to talk about or play this to give any type of spotlight towards Jason Whitlock, who I detest and I've detested since my time in Kansas City. Well, I, I, I hate his guts and I'm so happy. It makes me like Stephen A. more, so much more, that he despises 
Jason Whitlock, and yesterday on his podcast, he said he, had, he he got special permission from ESPN. He told his bosses who begged him not to do it, went to his family members and said, forgive my language, and talked to his pastor for what he was going to do to Jason <laughs> Whitlock. For those that don't even know Jason Whitlock, how would you describe him and what, what he's even doing now? Oh, my gosh. Like, is he a totally irrelevant figure? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what his podcast numbers are like. I mean, he may not be irrelevant from that standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's really. Uh, I, I can. I, like, I are we talking about someone that people don't know about? I, I think that there are know, people like if know. you say Jason Whitlock, I think there are people who are familiar with the name, maybe wouldn't know what he looks like, and then there are other people that if they saw him, like, oh yeah, I know that guy. I didn't know his name was Jason Whitlock, but I think people are familiar with the face and the the words and and the broadcasting style for sure. Stephen A. Smith takes aim, part one. I hope you edited this. Did you tell them that once the same article in Deadspin came out, weeks later you wrote a lengthy apology to me in an email, begging me to forgive you, pointing out how you were betrayed by this particular writer so you know how I must feel that you betrayed me? Did you tell the folks that? You bitch. Did you tell him? You fat piece of shit. Did you tell him that? Got the names. We got Jamel Hill. We got Howard Bryant. You want me to bring up the other writers that wouldn't work for you? Why it took you nearly two years to get an article out? Because you ran that so bad you were running it into the ground? Damn. Uh, That's good. That's good. And then Pat McAfee inspired him, I think, to just like take the gloves off. Take the gloves off. Part two. I'm a very forgiving person. Clearly. Not with him. I don't care what beef I had. I don't care how many of you out there that hate me, whatever former athletes, all this stuff. Man, please, I'm sorry. Because I certainly don't hate y'all. We might have our differences from time to time, but ain't never that. This is the exception. I hate this bastard. (laughs) Far more than a little bit. He is the worst human being any of you will ever meet. You get within a mile of his presence. <laughs> Wrap your arms around yourself to protect your soul. He is Cain. <laughs> he is a devil. The worst. That's all I have to say. Wow. I, I was trying to figure out what the issue was, right? And I, and I saw one clip where he was saying that Stephen A in this book, like, lied about his basketball tryouts or something. Mm. And which, I mean, he was right in the sense that, like, he said something about Stephen A. He said there was a one-day tryout. And I was like, there's no one-day high school basketball tryout. It's at least a week, which it is. It's at least a week. But if that's it, like, that's – I'm surprised Stephen A went there. But holy You're cow, that was that shit. was an evisceration. <laughs> it was an evisceration. I love Stephen A. Smith even more today. We always love Babe Laufenberg on Thursdays. Babe with his tape study on the Green Bay Packers. The Cowboys color analyst joins us next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t Okay, 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Let's preview the Packers with Cowboys color analyst Babe Laufenberg. Brought to you by Johnson Fitness and Wellness Home Fitness Equipment Stores here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Good morning, Babe. How are you? Uh, good morning, guys. Doing great. Doing great. Ready for a little trivia question? Yeah, let's yeah. go. Okay. Pa- Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. Okay, he's won 47 games in his first four years as a head coach. 47 games. First four years. Only one coach started his career off with more wins than Matt LaFleur's 47. Can you name that coach? George Seifert. Oh, look at look at Bobby Bell. Whoa! Yeah. I mean, if, if Bobby's going to be on the show on a regular basis now, <laughs> I'm not going to bring in these trivia questions. Yeah, maybe he can make the group text. Yeah, he's been he's been dying. He's been dying to get in the babe group deck. It was it was either Seifert or Tom Flores. So, yeah, George Seifert, one fifty two. Wow. Of course, he took over a Hall of Fame. Excuse me, he took over a Super Bowl winning team. Babe, I'm like Barry Switzer here. I'm dying to get your instant reaction to all the coaching news. Huh. I mean, I I literally cannot remember a crazier week in terms of these legendary. Guys, I mean Saban and Carroll and Belichick, and two of them going out not of their own accord for the most part. Yep. Uh, however, you want to read into the Belichick deal, but uh, it's it, it's really an amazing week in terms of that, and really almost overshadowing all these you know playoff games that are coming up, isn't it? Yes. And have, we, have you talked at all about Michigan winning a national title? <laughs> uh, yeah, Tuesday morning. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like. Oh yeah, that yeah that happened. I forgot about that. Yeah, they yeah. That's why they should they need to move it. They need to move the national championship game in college football to New Year's Day. Well, that that that's not a bad idea, it really isn't. Babe, do you? Because you were there. You, you had Bill Walsh. You know, you got all the Bill Walsh stories. Do you have Belichick as the goat in the NFL? Uh, I would say yes. I would say yes. It's funny. If he retired when Brady left, you, you wouldn't even question it. Right. 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 But when Brady left, you saw what happened to that football team. 
in that organization. But yeah, I think you, you just you can't win the number of <laughs> Super Bowls that he won and not think he's the goat. That being said, uh, the goat isn't coming here. Hmm. Why do you say yeah, that? Yeah, he, he ain't coming here. Why? I don't know where he's going. Oh gosh. Any a million reasons why. I mean a million. But he's not coming here. And you guys were good to point out. He says good things about everybody. <laughs> yeah. Best team. This guy's the best quarterback. I remember Alabama was playing, I think, McNeese State. And and so I forgive forgive me, McNeese State alumni if it wasn't you, but <laughs> And somebody asked uh, Saban during the week about, you know, this is going to be a good opportunity to see some of your backup players. Saban went off. Oh, so you've got us beating. You've got us beating. We've already won the game. Have you seen their quarterback? Have you seen their quarterback? This guy, I mean, he just went went off, right? And it wasn't probably the smartest question to ask, but you want to say, uh, Nick, come on, as long as the bus doesn't break down, you know, we, we get an intramural team to beat these guys here at Alabama. And, so. babe, you know, there's a great text on here saying nothing happens to McCarthy, not after he helped to unlock Dak Prescott. Your your take and your view on the Dak-McCarthy relationship. Oh, it's, it's, it's great, and it, it's crazy. It really is crazy. It's crazy talk that you've got a head coach who's gone 12-5 and five for three consecutive years, and you're talking about who's going to replace him. I mean, it's, it's crazy talk. Uh not to say that it, it couldn't happen because you never know what happens, you know, with this organization. But it, it'd just be – I'd be like, you're kidding me, aren't you? Uh, and, yeah, the it's funny. The, the McCarthy-Dak, I'll say relationship, but it, it's true of really all head coaches and quarterbacks. And I always say you pick up a media guide, right? There are only two people in that media guide who have a record – attached to their name, right? The quarterback is going to have mm-hmm. what his record is each and every year and maybe game by game and the head coach. The GM never has his record there, right? The owner doesn't have his record. The left tackle doesn't have the record next to his name. Do you know? Do you guys know what uh, uh, Zach Martin is in games he's played in, his record? No, I do not. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. And he's going to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the, there has to be, to me, that symbiotic relationship a little bit between those two. And it, it's a little, I won't say unusual. It's not all that unusual, I guess. But the, the head coach is now the play caller, you know. And the guy we were talking about, Bill Walsh, he, he was the guy with Joe Montana. And a lot of a lot of those guys, you know, ha, have been down that road. Mike Holmgren, um, head coach, play caller, all that stuff. But those guys tend to have each other's backs because, again, when, when when the game is lost, if this game is lost, I guarantee you it's going to be put on either Dak or McCarthy or maybe both. But it won't be put on anybody else, will it? No, probably not. Babe Loffenberg, join us here, 105 through the fan. Uh, all right, how has Jordan Love's game progressed this year from the start? Well, no question he's gotten better. And it's funny, it's his fourth year in the league, but I don't care how long you've been in the league if you've been watching, until you get out there, it's different. Um, that's where the real experience comes from. And it's funny, uh, too. I, I think a lot of these quarterbacks that have had success, not a lot, but how many how many guys have been washed out because they played them too early and they just weren't ready? 
I mean, that list goes on and on, all these top five quarterbacks. But you look at Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers sat. Then he became Hall of Fame Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love sat for three years. Uh, you look what Andy Reid did with his guys. They took Donovan McNabb in Philadelphia at number two. Basically didn't play his rookie year. Played like the last five games when the, they were doing poorly. Matter of fact, Doug Peterson was the guy playing. Uh, you look at Andy Reid then going to Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes did not play his rookie year. Played the last game of the year when uh, playoff seating was already uh, finished and they had nothing to gain. They played him in that last game. So I think there's a lot to be said for that. But Jordan Love, long and short, he, he appears to be getting better by the week. Now, I'll tell you one thing I you, you look at and you'll see it. And I know the Cowboys <laughs> will will be attacking the football. When he goes to throw the ball, he separates – the left hand from the ball. I mean, by a foot. He's holding that ball one-handed with the right, and it's just it's begging to be knocked out. He had nine fumbles mm. this year. Uh, in comparison, just if you think about Dak, Dak had four, but that that just concerns me. But he, he's playing better, no question. He's got a big arm. He's got nice touch, quick delivery. I mean, a lot of those things you look for. Uh, I will say, he, like anyone that has great numbers at the end, he's got a little lucky. He had two easy interceptions that he threw to Chicago that they dropped both of them. So you, you get out and say, well, he's 21 touchdowns, three interceptions at last, but he, he's, he'll, he'll throw it to you. He's going to throw it to him because his pass rush is going to get to him, but certainly a, a really good player. And it goes back to the old adage, best time to draft a quarterback is when you don't need one, hmm. right? Best time to draft a quarterback is when you don't need one. All these teams that are, trading the world to draft up for Mitch Trubisky in the thir third pick in the draft because they needed one. <laughs> and then you're going to go broke doing that because you're overdrafting these guys. You're playing them too early. So I, I, my hat's off to Green Bay, and they've been doing it forever, right? They drafted Mark Brunel. They drafted Matt Hasselbeck. They drafted Aaron Brooks. All these guys became pro bowlers for other people. They didn't need a quarterback, but they, were always, they always had one sitting there on the roster. So, again – it went from Ron Wolf uh, as the GM to Ted Thompson, and, and they just keep drafting them even though they have one, and it's really smart. Babe, you know, the Dak Prescott-Jordan Love matchup is obviously a, a big narrative heading into this game, but, you know, Aaron Jones in, in three career games against the Cowboys, he averages 150 scrimmage yards a game. He scored six touchdowns in three games. He's been really tough for them, and he's really come on in recent weeks. Could this game hinge more on what Aaron Jones does than Jordan Love? Um, it's always going to be about the quarterback because there's always going to be a, a time late in the game if the game's close um, where your quarterback's going to have to be the guy, right? Um, but Aaron Jones is certainly a great player. Uh, last he, he has been hurt this year, had a, had a hamstring early, had a knee injury, but the last three games he's rushed for over 100 yards a game. He's a veteran guy, been there, done that. I think in this type of game, in this type of atmosphere, especially early on, I'd rather, if I were the Green Bay Packers and Matt LaFleur, I'd rather put the pressure on Aaron Jones early than put it on Jordan Love early. You know, let him get settled into the game. And they can do that. You know, he, he's, a, he's a great back. He had the four-touchdown game that, that we all saw at AT&T Stadium. And he appears to be healthy. You know, he's carried the ball over 20 times the last three weeks. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be Aaron Jones. Is, if, if the Cowboys corral Aaron Jones, this receiving core, as you guys have well documented, 
They are so young, so young. Um, I I just, I don't see how they're going to hold up. Babe, what else is a matchup or X factor that you've noticed in your, in in your tape study? Well, I I don't know if I necessarily have X factor, but um, I I think Aaron Jones is going to be the whole key to this thing. If he can run the ball, then Packers will be in the game. I think if he can't run the ball and you're putting on Jordan Love to throw the ball to all these, you know, first year rookies and, and second year guys, uh, I, I just don't know that Jordan Love is at that point in his career where he'll be able to carry it. So to me, the whole key is stopping Aaron Jones. Babe Lofenberg here on the fan. We have said that when it comes to key critical moments, we believe the Cowboys will screw things up more <laughs> more so than not, whether it's penalties, a decision, a clock issue. Is that laughable or fair or accurate? Oh, I I don't – well, I was laughing, so I guess that tells you is that laughable. <laughs> yeah, the problem is the, this, this current group of Cowboys, they're paying for the sins of the last 27 years. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's all it is. They're paying for the sins of the last 27 years. If you just got dropped into earth, whatever, watch this season, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that. But if you've been a Cowboy fan, like a lot of our listeners have been, from the day they came out of the womb, uh, you know, if you're if you're 35 or under, it's all you know. And it's funny, the word expectation, right? Hey, there there are expectations here when you play for the Cowboys. Well. Expectations mean you're expecting something to happen. And to your point, the expectation is something bad is going to happen. We're, we're going to get that critical penalty. We're going to throw the interception. We're going to whatever it is. And, again, the, this team, and it's unfair, they're, they're paying for the sins of the last 27 years. Fantastic preview. We cannot wait for Sunday. Have a great call. Let's do it again next week, brother. Thanks. All right. Thank you. When we do it next week, I got to come up with a more difficult trip. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, great oh, appearance, man. except for the beginning. Yeah. We <laughs> lobbing up softballs for Roberto over here. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. The great Babe Laufenberg Cowboys analyst brought to you by Johnson Fitness and Wellness Home Fitness Equipment Stores. Pete Carroll to Bama, Dan Quinn to Seattle, and Belichick to Filthy. RJ's crazy coaching chaotic carousel next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 